I'm very excited about this topic, Don. I thought you would be. I'm very excited. Topic is why are some people attracted to prisoners, people on death row, serial killers? Yeah. They're sending them letters. They're wanting to date them. They're they're trying to form a relationship with them from the outside in. Mm. What is that about? That's a very good what is that about. For the first I don't know, quarter of a century of my life, yeah, I couldn't get a crumb with the uh, <laughs> with the with the ladies. Yeah, could not get a crumb. Well, this, let's rewind. You have always been very popular with the elderly ladies. It, the the golden girls love me. Now, let's. You worked in a bookshop, and I think you were up on a ladder. Was there a ladder involved in it? I was I was bending over yeah. to retrieve some books from a box. And what happened? I got pinched on the bottom. Pinched on the bottom. Um, that is like one example of about 20 when women usually in the 50, 60 bracket yeah. take a real shining to me. Nah, yeah. I'm not that lucky, but I used to work in an aged care home and mm. I was a sweet piece of honey for the They were... <laughs> if you're over 90 and demented, they... <laughs> They'd come in and go, oh, cool. <laughs> it was really inappropriate and uncomfortable, but I had the market sewn up. <laughs> like, my face looking- is up here. It's up, my face it's up, up here. here. <laughs> I'm the best looking guy in this place. I was. I'm killing killing it. <laughs> Which was pretty sad. But <laughs> Anyway, so I could not get a crumb. Meanwhile, mm. there are people in prison who have murdered people who have done the most horrendous things who have women throwing themselves at them. Yeah. Sending them letters, trying to visit them, conjugal visits as well. Yes. And I was getting nothing. That is taking treat a mean, keep them keen to a whole new level. It sure is. <laughs> so that's what we're going to look into today. Why are some people wanting to, to date and be in relationships with really bad prisoners? Now, look, this... This episode is about serial killers and whenever I'm watching something, you know, like a prison show, I went through a phase of watching a lot of prison shows. I always had to put myself, imagine myself in jail and sort of think about how would little Donnie go in prison and I think I could handle myself. (laughs) (laughs) What, how do you reckon you'd go in prison? I would not last seven seconds. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Oh my goodness. Probably eight seconds. My entire goal in life. Is to just not go to prison. Yeah, yeah. I'm petrified of the idea. Like, if I'm on my deathbed and I've never gone to prison, I'm just going to give a knowing nod to everyone in the room going, a life well lived. Life well lived. <laughs> that is a life well lived. <laughs> Interesting, though, because often when you think, okay, if you were going to go to prison, yeah. tactically, there is an idea that you need to show that you can't be walked over and you need to get into some early fights to show yeah. that even if you're not going to win the fight, yeah. they're going to have to go enter a fight to kind of mess with you. You're not going to be pushed around. Send not going to be pushed out. around. Yeah, yeah. Just imagine there's a scenario where you and I have gone to prison together mm-hmm. and day one, people are like, you two are going to have to fight yeah. each other. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you reckon would win? You. <laughs> Another question. You have a history of kung fu, and and you did ask me once to punch you in the arm as hard. I don't know how it came up. Punch me, don't punch me in the arm as hard as you can. And in my head, 
I was concerned for your arm. And anyway, I wound up and then delivered the biggest punch I could just into your armpit. And it just sort of, it was just like a nice cushion. I remember that moment, we were in the kitchen and you wound up. Yeah. And as you've landed on the armpit, your uh, your fist kind of got upper flabby to nook cuff the <laughs> nook of the, <laughs> the armpit. Nook of the arm, yeah. It, it didn't. I did not feel a thing. Yeah. Like it did not hurt at all. Yeah. But your fist was stuck in my armpit. <laughs> it was the weirdest <laughs> little episode. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> didn't go, didn't go well for me. No, I think you were definitely winning a fight. But I knew this was going to come up, and so I thought, who's going to really know who's going to win the fight? Who knows us best? And I think the answer is our mum. So I gave her a ring. You've gone to mum and asked her who would win in a fight between me and you. That's right. So, <laughs> so I gave her a ring and let's throw to the tape. Hello? Hey, mum. Hey, John. How are you going? Good, thanks. That's good. Just got a quick question for you. Who would win in a fist fight between me and Luke? Mono a mono? What is it? Mono or mono? Yeah. Isn't that what you say for fights? Isn't that like a fighting term? Mano a mano, maybe, if it's Italian. Mano means hand, so you're probably talking about hand-to-hand or fist-to-fist, are you? Yes. So it's not mono, it's mano. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, mano to mano. Mano a mano, yes. (laughs) Mano. I am copping it. I'm regretting this already. Anyway, keeping in mind that even though Luke has done martial arts previously, mm. he is still afraid of moths. So that'll offset the martial arts skill. Who's, Who afraid, of, who's afraid of a moth? Luke, petrified. I didn't oh, know that. Yeah. Oh, it's I, thought it, I thought it was you. Me? <laughs> I thought you were afraid of a moth. No, no, no. Steady on. Okay. It's all right. I'm just getting my boys mixed up here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Mano a mano. Moth mm-hmm. to moth, who's gonna, who's gonna, who's gonna win? You, of course, you are. Me? How come? <laughs> I like the answer. I sound a little bit shocked, but I'm really not because it's the only logical answer. But, uh, but why? Well, I'm just thinking back to your childhood, and yeah, you used to pick on Luke all the time, and I did, you, but I did, would... I did stop very suddenly when he started learning kung fu. Did you? I didn't know that. Oh, very suddenly. It was abrupt. Okay. Oh. I'm glad no one noticed. No, nobody noticed. I certainly didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for that, Mum. Uh, very productive. I appreciate it. Cool. See you later. All right. No worries. Okay. See you, Dom. See Bye. You, Bye. The proof is in the pudding, that my friend. This. That is ridiculous, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> a few points to pick up there, if I may. Let's move on. Yeah, it's time to <laughs> move on with the show. I love it. Mum's Mum's going back to when you were a small child and Luke wasn't even a small child Mm -hmm. you used to pick on him. And that's where she's directed her attention. She's forgotten 10 years of Kung Fu. (laughs) (laughs) I do like though how how smashed you were getting in the first half Uh, of that phone call. I copped it with the mano on mano. (laughs) And just to defend myself on the moth thing. Yeah. They are very powdery. (laughs) <laughs> they are powdery. <laughs> They're very powdery. You don't know where that powder's come from. You don't. That's true. I don't want to touch a powdery moth. Yeah. Um, they're not. They're not. I'm nuts. not a fan of moths, but 
I force myself to be good with moth just to differentiate myself from you. (laughs) (laughs) Do you touch them with a bare hand? (laughs) I try not to. Yeah, I try not to. Yeah, I get as much toilet paper as possible. Too battery. It's too (laughs) battery. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. (laughs) So, the topic today. Why are some people attracted to prisoners? Yeah. So, this can be basically explained. There's a term for it called hybristophilia, which describes a condition where a person is sexually aroused by and responsive to um, someone who commits heinous crimes. It's also called the Bonnie and Clyde syndrome. Now, it's usually women um, who are afflicted i don't know have it i don't know it's usually women um and there's actually an acronym skgs serial killer groupies they've actually got an acronym really yeah yeah oh and the more heinous the crime the more likely an inmate is to receive fan mail that is so much going on there so weird a psychologist would have an absolute field day i think the because it's kind of i reckon there's different degrees of it like it's not uncommon for people who work in prisons yeah. to fall into relationships with the prisoners. That's, that's kind of yeah. like at one end of the continuum. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, there's a lot of pen pal organizations where you, you write letters to prisoners. Yeah. And it kind of a relationship emerges out of the pen pal thing. And then there's the other end, which is like someone's done a really awful thing and they're getting marriage proposals as the first piece of correspondence yeah so like there's a whole continuum of stuff going on here it's a spectrum yeah. yeah and and there's probably similar and and different dynamics underlying each point in the continuum yeah so there's two types of hybristophiliacs there's a passive and an aggressive so passive hybristophiliacs avoid crime and usually cultivate a safe relationship while their partner or whoever they're interested in is mm. behind bars they tend to delude themselves into thinking that the prisoner is innocent and even if they don't, there's, they're certain that, that they would actually never be harmed. So, mm. their attraction is more of a nurturing type. They feel empathy for the what they think is a wrongly accused prisoner. Yeah. The aggressive hybristophiliacs are fully aware. Now, I thought I was getting this from a reputable website, but mm. it says they are fully aware that they get wetter than a floor mop at the idea of a violent murderous <laughs> thug. <laughs> I was reading that and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Wetter than a floor mop. It's, I've never heard that turn of phrase. I've before. never heard that. And so, uh, so anyway, Imagine I thought guy, I'd keep it in. It's, the guy sitting in his office writing, yeah. you know, quite a technical bit around a, a sexual yeah. paraphilia, yeah. and he's just going a little creative turn of phrase. Yeah, <laughs> wetter than a floor mop. And uh, they're often complicit in their lovers' crimes, and will even help them hide bodies or destroy evidence. Jeez. Yeah. Full on. After they've cleaned the floor, I think, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, priorities. But... And there's a, there's a few kind of famous examples of that, that whole thing you you mentioned there and the minimizing of the um, the crime or yep. either he didn't do it or he didn't mean to do it or he wouldn't do it again because he's now a changed person. Yep. Seem to be the three ways that it's... It's minimized and, and rationalized, which is, is quite interesting. Mm. There's a few famous examples of like there were these two sisters, Avril and Rose, who left kind of long term traditional marriages and went and sought out two inmates to be in relationships with and was speaking about all the excitement that surrounded that kind of relationship. And everyone, all their friends were kind of saying, Are you out of your mind? Like this is 
a really dangerous thing you're doing and they were using all of those minimizing kind of strategies the two guys got out of prison in the first week of them being released from prison avril was killed by the prisoner and rose had her ear cut off and teeth pulled out gee and he was attempting to murder her in the first week of release after being in this big romantic love affair in prison gee that's interesting that's really and disturbing yeah very disturbing that's that's very much in the uh, psychological disorder category. Yeah, very much so. Okay, so what's going on, Luke? Yeah, what causes are there? Or what are the theories about why these uh, these people are attracted to serial killers? So I can kind of pick up three main theories or ideas, and I think there's there's truth in each of them, and and probably mixed in together as well. So the first is what they kind of call damaged woman self preservation theory. So this theory really kind of says that the the kind of, you know, usually woman who's attracted to a prisoner would have been treated pretty badly as a child, they've either been abused or neglected or, or treated pretty harshly. Yeah. So they have an attachment style which makes them seek relationships that feel like that. And even if it doesn't really work for them, they're likely to go for those relationships because it's familiar. So you, you kind of seek out relationships that match your attachment style. Yeah. Then what happens is, is this, the theory is that there's part of them that knows this isn't good for them, but they can't help it. They can't stop it. So what they do is they go to men in prison because there's some boundaries and, and kind of barriers between them and the man. So they can't control who they're attracted to, but subconsciously they're attracted to a man who can't hurt them as regularly because they're in prison. Right. So it's kind of this self-preservation thing they're doing against this attachment drive. This is all at the sub- subconscious level. Yeah, all at the subconscious yeah, yeah. level. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of one theory about what's going on here. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, possibly. <laughs> possibly? <laughs> who am I to say? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I think it's definitely no doubt there's a heavy piece of this is your attachment style. It's kind of the, if you're an adult getting in those kind of relationships, you have a relationship blueprint that we get early in life that is driving you towards this. Like that's, that's a fundamental piece of this puzzle. Yeah. Um, I've got one. One of the reasons I've given is that, well, some people are just after their 15 minutes of fame. So, Mm. and a good example of this possibly is making a murderer. Mm. There was a woman who wrote to Stephen Avery. He was in prison for a, pretty serious crime and she ended up on the show and she actually even said on the show she kind of knew she was going to be in the show so you know i think that's an option there has been uh in history there was someone called afton elaine burton um (laughs) who actually got married to charles manson the Mm -hmm. serial killer from the 60s and basically their marriage broke up after manson found out that she was secretly ordering a glass coffin for when he died and she was going to charge spectators after his death. Oh, so the, just an entrepreneur really. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's famous for being famous theory. Yeah. Which like I, I saw this stat the other day around, you know, this kind of survey kids were surveyed over a period of time around what do you want to be when you grow up? And over time, the proportion of kids that answer, I want to be famous. Yeah. Without actually naming a profession or a, an occupation is, is increasing rapidly. So there's something... It's got to be, you know, it's the social media, YouTube stars, all these things. It's kind of... They probably always said it, but now it's almost achievable. You don't need that much to to get famous anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of just need to to do something outrageous or eccentric. And like the idea of, you know, you can write a, a blog or 
have a social media account and if that's not getting you the attention you need you can escalate your behavior yeah and dating a really famous serial killer is actually a pretty effective way to become famous that'll do it yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. an effective strategy another theory is what they call kind of emotional intensity theory and this is just that there's so much drama that surrounds being uh, in a relationship with a prisoner because you're meeting them in you know certain hours with razor wire around and you've got to be covert and the relationship never gets a chance to be a normal relationship where you're kind of hanging out at home, sitting on the couch, playing on your phone and yeah. having an argument around yours on your phone, no, yours on your phone. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't uh, come from personal experience. Um, so that kind of romantic love stays at a high intensity. And so it's just all the drama that's around it that attracts it. And it's quite related to the hybrosystophiliacs. Um, hybro yeah. It's kind of fuels that sexual excitement because of all the drama of it. Uh, another possible explanation is the alpha male sort of explanation, which primate research finds that females prefer larger, louder, more aggressive males who show clear markers of their maleness. So they're thinking, you know, evolutionary. Some women are just more attracted to, to guys like that. The big dog. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go you. I'll go you. I'll bloody go you. <laughs> That does remind me of uh, when we were kids. It's probably the only act of violence that a uh, one of us has ever committed is you pushed another kid in the mud. Yeah, I can't remember why I did that. Just, I think he was being mean to, be mean to me. He was being to me. Yeah, well, big dog just plays big. <laughs> big dog just I plays play. big. <laughs> I was trying to think something about like a bone reference. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was going to say... Play with the dog, you get the bone, mate. But that's, that just sounds <laughs> that's wrong. not appropriate. <laughs> um, there's another theory about some women believe that they can change a man. So, uh, so they want to sort of nurture the prisoner. And it's generally women or men that, um, that can't find love in normal ways. So they're love avoidant. Um, so they're seek romantic relationships that cannot be consummated. Yep. So as always, there's probably a little bit of truth in each of those. Yeah. Multi, multifactorial. They all have points. Yeah, yeah. all have points. Um, I certainly think though, there's something in your attachment style and your early life experiences. Like I remember mm. reading one study that no, it was a book that was written about. I think it was called "Women Who Women Attracted to Inmates" or something. And it was well over ninety percent of women she interviewed in in her case studies had early trauma experiences. Yeah, so right. it's kind of a bit of a the, I think the foundations of this. Yeah. On a completely random side note, mm. did you know there's a difference between jail and prison? Certainly spelling. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in Australia. Yeah. Well, I, that was not a confident yeah. I'm going to have a guess. That was not a confident yeah at all. I'm going to have a guess. Jail is once you've been convicted and prison, or vice versa, or prison uh, is when you... Being held but not convicted or something? You're, you're, you're close in the in the flip side. Yeah. So jails are kind of when you're, an inmate is held when they're awaiting a trial. Right. Or it could be for a short sentence. Yeah. Prisons are more the long-term stuff that we're familiar with. Right. But to be fair, I don't know where I got that reference from. It could be Australia. could be England. could be America. could be Yemen. I don't know. It could, could be, be Yemen. Yemen. <laughs> I don't know what I'm Number talking 45 about. Number 45 in Yemen. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so in short, I don't know what I'm talking about. That is 
Zeal the jail slash prison, two very different things. Yeah. Um, facts that I've I've got tonight. Yeah, right. You, you got anything more? Not really. Um, I think the moral to the story is that I think, I think if, you're, uh, if you've been listening to this episode and you're wetter than a floor mop, you can head over to meetaprisoner.com, inmatesforyou.com or gayprisoners.com. Just some, are they sponsors, of the, sponsors of the show now? <laughs> I think so, bro. <laughs> I'm never going to use a floor mop in the same way again. No, I can't. I don't think I can ever use a floor mop again. Was it pre-ring or post-ring? That's... <laughs> you know, sounds really, really <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I meant, you know, ring out the mop. Ah. If everyone could see the hand gestures you're currently doing at the moment <laughs> in explaining that. So, yeah, that is a little bit of a dance through why some people are attracted to prisoners. And I would definitely beat Don in a fight. Just for the record. Mum disagrees. Anyway, I'll see, <laughs> see you next time. See ya. See ya.